Thanks for taking the time to listen to this NHS Employers podcast. For all the latest NHS HR workforce information, visit www.nhsemployers.org. Hello, my name is Farhan Aziz and I'm the Senior Program Support Officer in the Reward Team at NHS Employers. Today, I am at the University of Lincoln to explore what they're doing in terms of their reward strategy and how the NHS could learn from them. We will be looking at how the university aligns their approach to reward with strategic objectives, how they effectively communicate the reward package and how they manage to secure the best value for money benefits package for staff. The education sector has been through a rapid period of change and there was a clear need to reform the approach to reward and recognition to attract new individuals who can bring the skills to meet the workforce challenges. It's really important to us to provide the best benefits that we can to our staff and sometimes that actually means that you don't just go for the off-the-shelf. And so the thing I really like about the university's reward offering is it's just such a wide variety of things and it's not limited to a narrow corridor of, of things, there's all sorts for everyone's tastes in there. Making sure that whether it be patients in the NHS or whether for us it's students getting a great experience, the staff that sit alongside that are, are the inspirations for being able to inspire others. Hello. Good morning Ian, how are you doing? Firstly, oh, I'm off to see you. Ian Hudson who's the Head of HR at the University. I want to find out from Ian a bit of background to the previous reward strategy and why they felt the need to use a fresh approach to engage and include their 2000 core staff. Welcome to the University of Lincoln. Thank you, Ian. So Ian, can you talk us through the background of the previous reward strategy and some of the reasons for why you decided to take a new strategic approach to reward? You know, we fully accept that uh, as a sector, traditionally we used to be able to rely on the fact that we had good pay, good pensions, you know, good entitlements to parental leave, etc. But now people expect more from their employer. You know, they expect more things that are going to support them with their lifestyle in and outside of work. And you know, and we we accept the fact that being a good employer is is about being able to support them with those aspects of the life. So, you know, we, we had to sit down with a blank piece of paper and just think about how we've traditionally rewarded people, the direction of travel of the organization and the sector and that ability to attract people to the university as a place of work and then what's actually going to motivate people whilst they're here. You know, our, our philosophy that we've always adapted and that underpins our strategy is we need to make sure people are motivated because if they're motivated they'll be engaged, if they're engaged they'll be productive and will achieve our, our ambition. So the question behind our strategy is what motivates people? Then what's going to make people come into work saying this is a great place to work and I want to go above and beyond. So our, our rethink of our strategy was very much focused on that word motivation. And you know, as I'm, as I'm sure you know, we could discuss in any workplace and with any individual, what motivates people is actually, it just depends on their personal circumstances, depends on their influences, you know, depends on their, their you know, time of life, their career, over people are motivated by different things. So our approach has been very much to rethink our strategy about what's in a reward offering and diversify it out from that traditional package, but then to really focus about then how do we communicate it to get people to engage with it. So did you take a specific approach to developing a robust business case um, for your approach to engage with senior buy-in? Senior buy-in is always a big part of making sure that the strategy is going to succeed 
and you know I think um, the way we approached it was very much to ask the questions at the senior level so what I always like to do is to first of all understand what is it that we're trying to reward is it individuals is it teams is it how we do things so is it values and behaviors uh, and to, to first of all ask the people at the top rank these over what do you want to achieve from the reward strategy and then to ask them to say and how do you how well are we doing it at the minute to identify where these gaps are what would you say um, the three main differences are now from what it was like at the organization before you implemented your new approach okay so i think if i'm looking at what's changed and looking at the three you know major changes i think i think the first one is in terms of the offering so um, i think if i spoke about the offering when we when we started looking at how we rewarded what our package looked like it was very traditional it was very much a reliance on the fact that good pay good pensions good holidays is enough to motivate people if i look now at where we've come to we've probably got 60 or so different employee benefits on offer through many things of travel lifestyle health um, we've got a reward mechanism in place which means that reward can look like anything from an e-card to an end of year uh, achievement award people really want to be acknowledged you know people put in a lot of nominations for individuals and teams because they want to be seen as we want to shout about what we've done and we want to shout about people who, are, who have had a great year done great things so culturally you know we've managed to change the organization to you know we need to tell people about what good performance looks like what good achievement looks like how we're making a difference rather than you know it's almost shied upon that individuals don't want to be you know held up for praise so ian has set out the context of what challenges lincoln university faced and how they've changed the reward strategy to be fit for a modern workforce. But what does that look like on the ground? I went along to one of the university's reward roadshows, one of many ways the university reached out to a similar diverse workforce as the NHS. Staff come along to these roadshows to meet HR personnel face to face to ask them any queries and to find out what is on offer. One of the people leading these roadshows is Rosie Damrell, the reward officer at the university. Hiya, I'm Rosie, I work in Reward. How are you? Not bad, thank you, yourself? Yeah, I'm alright, thank you. Have you logged into Lincoln yet? Um, yeah, I have. Um, I was just wondering, could you tell me a bit more about the filmology vouchers, please? Yeah, of course. You can find it in the uh, lifestyle discount. I think uh, the university has a lot of uh, comparisons to the NHS in terms of a diverse workforce. Um, I mean, if you go out across our business, the likelihood is you will stumble across uh, an apprentice who could be 16, 17, fresh out of college, never had a job before, or you could go into a lecture and meet one of our senior lecturers, a professor in what they do in academia, and they could be in their 80s. I think our eldest is 84 at the university. But I think when you're considering diverse workforce, it's not just ages that we're looking at. It's multiple locations, it's multiple backgrounds, knowledge, cultural differences. There's so much to consider when you talk about a uh, diverse workforce. And, and they're all things that you have to consider then when you talk about communication. Um, a lot of our uh, our staff here have you know been encouraged to work uh, very mobile so that means that when I'm talking to them or communicating to them I know I can get them on email very quickly Twitter Instagram you know those instant messages and they very much appreciate it whereas actually some of our workforce isn't always uh, on social media or on their emails so that means actually physically I have to communicate with them which means going out in the business 
it is difficult. Um, I'm never going to lie about that. Um, I can't say I've mastered it. I can't say I've got 100% of my workforce uh, always engaging with me and able to communicate with them. But the important thing to me is, is actually covering all those channels. Don't presume you know the way to communicate to your workforce. Make sure you keep communicating in different ways because actually that person who's been here for 30 years and who maybe doesn't check their emails every day, they're still as important as that new person that's just freshly walked through the door. Deciding on how we deliver it and what we deliver is very much hearing from our staff. Um, we have something like called a staff suggestion scheme where we actually have people send to us their thoughts. At the end of the day, you might think you know what they need as a reward package, but have you asked them? Because actually that makes a huge difference. Um, so that's very much our focus. We ask for what people want. So we really do use um, data analysis to see how successful our reward package is. So from my point of view, that kind of looks like we have um, monthly reports, quarterly reports over what's the most clicked on benefit, unique benefit clicked on, should we say, so it's not multi-clicks multi by the same person. We also have a login factor, so we see how many people have actually logged in to our platform. LinkOn is the new benefits portal for the university, developed by Rosie and her team to act as a one-stop accessible shop for staff to look at rewards package. I'm currently on the hub now, and I must say it is very interactive and colorful looking too. It's essentially a map of Lincoln with the various sites and figures around the city representing a different reward benefit. For example, I'm hovering over the Lincoln Cathedral now, which actually is a financial wellbeing hub. Rosie explained to me why she wanted it to be fun and interactive and how staff have responded and engaged with this tool. For in terms of our platform, LinkOn, um, it sort of came about because actually I wanted something fun. I wanted something that wasn't bogged down in policies and procedures, everything that everyone presumes HR is. Actually, benefits, reward, recognition is a fantastic part of employment, uh, being employed at the university. And I wanted people to see that and away from the HR corporate side. Um, but what was important to us was put it in a one-stop shop. So when people logged into LinkOn, that's everything in one place. With how busy we all are in the NHS, it's sometimes easy for us to take an off-the-shelf genetic benefits package that we can offer out to our staff. But Rosie believes the best way to get the best deal is to actually go out directly to every individual supplier. One of our big things on campus here is we encourage our staff to bike if we can. You know, we're all aware of the environmental issues that are going on at the moment. Now, cycle to work might not always be the perfect way, but we approached Halfords and Halfords are actually just down the road from us. And we were able to just have a bit of a discussion as a business, you know, we're both in Lincolnshire, we both work so closely, is there something maybe we could do? And we eventually launched a benefit scheme called Cycling, and Cycling's a hire bike scheme. Um, and this is that our staff can hire a bike for a day, a weekend, a month, six months, a year, it's up to them, but they can then have that bike to have as their own and do what they want with, but also encourage them to bike to work. Now we wouldn't have got that nice benefit without going down the road and talking to our local Halfords. That's not a national scheme you can get off the shelf, that's something that requires actually a conversation. It means a lot to us and our staff to have that ability. It works really well as well that Lincoln is a really good community and people want the best for the community and that means that I've been able to go onto our high street, talk to our local restaurants, you know, independent restaurants, independent shops and get discounts for our staff. We also found 
that we actually get the best deal even from bigger suppliers. Actually talking to them, picking up the phone and talking to that supplier yourself makes a big difference and you might find they'll be able to alter what they offer to suit your workforce and they get to understand you and you'll often find they want to make the best deal for you and they want to provide you with the best benefit because it's going to get the most uptake. So it's clear from meeting with Rosie and Ian that Lincoln are providing their staff with rewards package that is inclusive, accessible and tailored to their individual needs. But before I left the university, I really wanted to find out from the staff themselves how they're engaging with the reward offering and whether it really is having a positive impact on their day-to-day -day lives. So what we're trying to achieve is we wanted to investigate the use of academically asymmetric I went along to a lecture on paired mentoring to find out more from Rachel Sharp, who is a senior lecturer in the School of Education. She talked to me about how accessible she finds the Lincoln system, how she's interacting with some of the lifestyle benefits, and how the financial wellbeing initiatives have had a real impact on future planning. In their final year of their GCSE from September so my thoughts on the university's new reward offer um, is that this enables staff to engage in a much more effective manner than perhaps before. So there's a one-stop shop, if you like, of a multitude of different savings, rewards, benefits. I think sometimes we can get sort of isolated within our own areas. So obviously I'm within the School of Education, so we deal a lot with schools, but actually I need to be engaging beyond that and certainly through the Unium scheme I've met a variety of different people that has led to lots of different opportunities and that can actually indirectly benefit my students as well because I can pull that into what we're doing within the classroom. So the financial um, wellbeing session that I attended enabled me to actually rethink about the way that I went about my finances and I don't just mean my weekly spending but also in terms of things like the um, element of pension schemes and how to save for the future. I know that's something that we tend to avoid because the future never really happens, but actually being able to think about, actually my well-being now might be brilliant, but you know, 30, 40, 50 years time, will I have planned for that sort of rainy day event? So those well-being sessions enabled me to reconsider my pension schemes, making sure that I'm making the most of that. There's also opportunity to consider ways to change for example, your everyday household bills. Tracy Turton cycles to and from work every day. She is the Energy and Environment Projects Officer at the university, meaning one of her main roles is to improve environmental sustainability through encouraging positive behaviour change. She has been encouraged by the way the university implements environmental wellbeing into its reward offering. I've used the Cycle to Work scheme, so I've been able to get hold of a push bike that's tax free that I can then use to get to and from work very quickly, very easily without having to sit in traffic for a long time. Uh, last year I got the Odeon Limitless, which again meant that I got it quite a lot cheaper and I can go and take advantage and see a lot of films when I wanted to. Um, they also do the Spree card, which is part of the link on. Um, so it's my colleague that actually encouraged me to take part in that. She's had it for about six months now and she's got lots of cash back. I've had mine for about six weeks and made about £10, but I don't spend as much money as she does. She uses hers for her uh, weekly shop at Sainsbury's, and I just do mine for ad hoc shopping purposes. So that's what some of the staff think, but how can NHS Trust apply some of what has been happening at Lincoln to their own organisation? Here are Rosie and Ian again to give some of their top tips to NHS Trust. Don't be afraid to stop doing things. 
I think one of the mistakes that you see in organisations is that uh, where we're trying to implement total reward packages is that you keep layering up a lot of different initiatives. It's always very easy to bring in new solutions, but you never stop doing the things that perhaps aren't working anymore. Those are the times to say, right, have we exhausted every option of making this work? And have we maybe got the design wrong now that it maybe worked once upon a time, but things change? I think my top tips to the NHS organisation is that you probably won't get it right first time. It's, it's very difficult to get anything right first time. I think we all know that, but the difference is don't give up, just adapt it. I think another thing is listen to your staff. I think we all think we know what they want. Don't pigeonhole your staff. Don't presume to know what they want as a benefit. Ask them. I think another tip for me is actually being out in the business as well. If you don't get out there with the people, it's very difficult to say that it's ever worked because actually you can promote something online so much, but you need to be out there and visible to everybody. Hopefully this podcast has been useful and that you can take some learning back to your own organisation to ensure your staff have the best possible offer that they can appreciate and value. You can visit our website at nhsemployers.org forward slash reward to find out more tools and resources that will support you with everything related to your organization's approach to reward.